We are inching closer and closer. Preseason testing. Well, not the official preseason testing, but Barcelona is this week. We're starting to see cars on the track. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you all see... Um this will be the first time teams get to see each other's cars and kind of get some a, a feel for where everybody's at. So it should be a very interesting week. Do you think- but ultimately, we don't get to see anything because Bahrain owns the rights. Bahrain Often- spend the bag, like you like to say or do did say. Um, do you think teams like go and like stare at each other's cars? <laughs> I mean, didn't we see Max Verstappen do it? I mean, I I know, right? So it's like, do you think everyone's gonna be like, yo, I need to see their front wing, like? And that's, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week, and I don't want to bore everyone with the design stuff, but some teams went all in on different designs, and we're going to see if it pays off or not. And I'm, I'm very intrigued. Uh, everything from Ferrari's wing to the gills to the push and pull rods. Uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting look to see who actually won on the design. Yeah, I think there's a bunch of things that go into it. And just so everybody knows, like, this isn't the first year cars have been drastically different. Like, it's just because we're switching to a new era. If you're kind of a casual fan, cars have always been drastically different. Like, Red Bull has a high rake. Mercedes has a low rake. Like, there's big differences between cars. You just don't really notice unless you pay attention to the details. But um, what I will say is that I don't think there's a winner because I think cars will drastically change. And I think some teams will do some things right and they'll do other things wrong. So I think that there will be like a lot of progression throughout the year. I just expect Mercedes and Ferrari to be at the forefront of that. But when you look at their cars, it's kind of contradicting because their cars are so different. So I feel like one of them is going to do terribly and one of them is going to do That's what I'm worried about. And I mean, specifically the gills. So some cars, the air is going right through the car in the tunnel. And then Ferrari and Aston have these gills. And it's said that other cars have the room to put in the gills if it's a hot track because it helps with hot air. But it's like, I feel like that is such a difference that it can impact performance. Yeah, but if it's a very easy incision to make into your plate. So I don't think the gills are a big deal. I think it's very easy for your team to swap out the top layer, whatever you want to call it, the shell on a weekend. I mean, that was my thought process initially. Every team would have it ready. what do you think about, I'm not sure if you've looked too much into it, but the fact that the DRS um, flap is much smaller than previous years because they don't intend for it to play as much of an impact that it has in recent years. Well, their whole thing is that you can follow closer. It's like a so, suction cup. So like your car is going to have more grip. You're not going to need to rely on DRS as much. Yeah, so if you, if it's to promote closer racing and allow cars to follow closer then the drs would just be an unfair advantage so it made a lot of sense for them to um kind of tweak the drs and make it less of an advantage i think that when you look at it they should just get rid of drs in general if cars are going to be that much closer but we have to wait and see what happens in racing there's just so much hype i maybe it's because we're following it so closely for closer racing I'm going to be so disappointed if it's not closer racing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I I don't think I'll be disappointed. I think that there's there's always going to be the same thing. There's always going to be disparity. But I think what they're trying to say is it's not as difficult to follow because hot air. So there, I don't think 
closer racing is necessarily always going to happen. I just think that it makes it easier to be closer if, if that's what the case calls for. But who knows, man? DRS is a big part of what we do now because it's so fast down the straight. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting time. It's it's very interesting uh, transition in F1. I think there's so much talk around the new, what's going on and all this stuff that you kind of forget about the sport itself in terms of like who's the best drivers. Like we don't really talk about that too much or the world doesn't really talk about that. But obviously, like Valtteri Bottas has had his comments. Pierre Gasly had his comments. So it's interesting to hear their comments. It's actually been great to have, because we were talking about how the principles have played it so safe. And, you know, we saw Lewis come out and say that if you thought he was at his best last year, like, watch out for this season. And then you see comments like Valtteri, you know, kind of saying like, no, George, you're going to struggle trying to beat Lewis Hamilton. Valtteri's just a hater. Yeah, exactly. But it has been what I like entertaining to just like for drivers to say their piece, whether it's Lewis and his confidence or Valtteri kind of defending his weak run in Mercedes. Yeah, I don't think you can defend that, bro. You're just bad, bro. Like that's just what it comes down to. You're just bad, bro. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Pierre Gasly said Lewis would be 16th or 18th in a Haas or Williams, so that was an interesting. That's crazy. Comment. And yeah, I mean, people, I don't think it's crazy. I think cars play that much big of a difference, right? When you're talking about two seconds a lap, second a lap, that's a, that's a lot of time. Yeah, if you're that. in a Haas, I mean, there's not much you can do. Uh, speaking of Haas in the airtime that we love to give our boy Gunter, he says that Mick and Nikita are going to have a legitimate chance to fight for points. Yeah, we haven't even seen the cars on the track yet. I don't I don't The Haas car. <laughs> I saw the. Picture. I mean, I expect, like I said, I expect Cox to get points this year, but it's like we haven't seen anything. Like, for all we know, Mercedes could be the worst car on the track, which I don't expect. But like, I don't know. But I, I like his energy, though. To be honest, with you, I like how he's coming out and saying these guys have a legitimate chance. If you had zero points last year, you need at least one this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Haas is Haas, bro. I mean, you, you're you're adamant on getting rid of Haas, so you should hope they get zero points. Well, hey. This might be the play for Andretti. I saw the report come out. Well, they they're applying for a new team, though, right? They're not applying. I don't think they're applying to take over. Yeah. So and they're looking to be at the 11th constructor, which I think is going to be great if that happens. Oh, my goodness. If um, we have a, a legitimate American constructor that has the money and resources that Andretti Autosport has, it'll be huge. I think it'll be big. Yeah, I don't think that resources are an issue now, though, right? I still worry about Haas. No, but... I think they spent $145 million last year around that ballpark. So they're just not going to go over the salary cap. Like they're probably spending $120 million of the salary cap and spending the other 20 on the other stuff. But I think they'll be, I think they'll be relatively close to the spending cap. Cause at the end of the day, even if Andretti signs, what can they do? Just spend more on a driver, but then more on the driver, spend more on marketing. I mean, yeah, but here's the thing. What does marketing have to do with you racing? It doesn't. It absolutely and does then, nothing. So my second point is, is that's cool. Makes sense. Great. What does, um, other than young, other than paying higher salaries, can you find talented young drivers? Yeah. Uh, when you break it down like this, this is why I, I have such a blurred like line of, then why is there such disparity between one and 20? Because before, someone can spend half a billion dollars. Of course. In but now when the spending's closer, it's more marginal. So I still expect the bigger teams to be better because they're going to have better drivers and 
better team principles and be able to spend a little bit more. But why can't teams at least be in the conversation, right? Like, no F1 team is spending less than $145 million in total. They might not spend 145 with the salary cap included all the other costs uh, effective things that don't get included in the cap, but they're like, I don't know. The way I look at it now is you have X driver, you have X driver, you have two cars. They spend relatively the same amount on the car. It's just if you get the design right. So let's say you get the design right. What are you missing? Just a talented driver. Maybe some more resources to make that driver better. Yeah. But why can't you be competitive? Like if Mick is as good as he is, and Ferrari and Haas hits the car right, so like, and that is where we're all very excited for the season because there's, in theory, if Haas got the car right, and that's a huge if. I don't think so though. They should be competing, like, not not competing for a championship, but competing for points. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if that's a big if. To, if if I'm being realistic, just because when you look at it. Yeah, Haas is this and that. We can call Haas whatever we want to call Haas, right? But if Ferrari is working with them, they have Ferrari's team, right? They also are close within the expenditure. They're using Ferrari's designs. I don't know, man. Like it, it seems like it seems plausible. I still expect the best teams to be the best teams, but I just think it's just going to be a lot more competitive. But could we see a? Uh racing point copycat mercedes situation with haas ferrari yeah i don't know man i don't know if ferrari wants to go through any scandals to be honest with you bro like so, if ferrari tried to go through that scandal bro phew, <laughs> bad a couple in a couple a couple in two years man that would be bad a couple in three years actually yeah that's so, bad so we're recording this um on the day of the alpine launch um based on the alpine car last year i think they're gonna have another beautiful looking car yeah, so we're gonna see some. Pink. You were Alpine hater last year. Yeah, but you when said they, the car was very ugly and like. But when oh. they came out with that Castrol green special edition car, I was like, you know what, this is a beautiful car. And obviously, when you broke down and we started looking at the different color usage and the design, like, yeah, like obviously I said that when you look at it more closely and we compare it to maybe the simplicity and basic, underwhelming Mercedes car, you like you can appreciate it. Yeah, that's that's my whole point is that I rather appreciate a team that actually puts some detail and effort into the design than slap a color, one line for the whole car and some logos on it. Like, that's boring, right? Like, it's just a Red Bull and Mercedes. Maybe that's a secret to winning because so does Red Bull did that. Red Bull just came with a drastic design change. So that's why Red Bull got a lot of points. But maybe that's the secret to winning, bro. Just slap on a couple logos. Yeah, I mean, obviously the color doesn't win races, but or the the skin as we as I think that's a better way to call it than the livery. Um, but I think Alpine is going to have a great looking car. They're going to have to incorporate the the pink, which is which is cool. Yeah, I mean, you you and Peter are always harping on the pink. Yeah, I mean, it just it's obviously I like the pink. I think the pink I mean, is it's nice. not that I hate it. It is just a very when you look at cars, you typically don't see a pink car. So it just contrasts really different. No, I hear you. I just say you guys are always like, I wonder what the pink's going to look like. I'm like, I think the pink is going to be beautiful, man. Yeah. It's, listen, I, I'm very much looking forward to that 1.30 uh, drop, and um, which is our time. It drops at 1.30 our time. We're recording at 11 a.m. just for the context. But I do want to talk about Alfa Romeo. Maybe I'm looking into it too much, but what's, why are we waiting until the end of the month? I think you're looking into it too much. 
it's a lot. Everyone else was kind of in the thing in the same, you know, reveal. And then you got Alfa Romeo just like, we're going to go after Barcelona. I mean, I don't really care about Alfa Romeo. Did they fire their designer or no, something? No, I think probably because they had a lot of sponsors come on late. There's a Guan use money. They probably never like a, a sponsors. safety buffer. Yeah, they probably need the extra time. I mean, like, That's I don't, fair. I don't. I think it's stupid if they're going to be racing around in a cameo color, but I mean, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really care about Alfa Romeo to be honest with you. Like, I, I, I root for Guan Yu, and I hope Valtteri Bottas has the worst year of his life driving. <laughs> there we go. You heard it. All right, we'll not give Alfa <laughs> Romeo any more airtime. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about Guan Yu show, but I don't care about their livery. Like, I'm so sick of liveries. Most of them were so underwhelming. Yeah. yeah. So who was underwhelming out of them? Mercedes was underwhelming. Red Bull. Aston Martin. Haas, Haas just revealed the picture. Haas is underwhelming. I mean, half of them have been underwhelming. Half of them, my bad. Like, Alpha Tori is, he, it was okay. They at least took a risk. Claire was good. Williams was good. It was obviously Ferrari. So, yeah, I mean, only half of them, but I feel like Alpha Romeo is going to be boring. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, obviously, we can't watch preseason testing this week, um, but we'll be following along. There's going to be people reporting on it. Um, do you have any kind of anything that's going to happen outside of the norm? Uh, you're going to see a lot of cars kind of fall off the track. Slip off the track, I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, you hear about everybody talking about the simulator. So I really think that we'll be okay. I, I, I don't I don't see anything too drastic. These these uh, these drivers have been driving the simulators and you hear them talking about it. I'm sure the simulators definitely have some real value to it. Although some people don't think that, but I, I think that you'll just see a lot of cars slip off the track. Um, that's about it. I mean, what else can happen during preseason? You know, it's just a. Obviously, we've seen the shakedowns, um, getting out and actually driving a lap or two. But I'm sure we're going to see drivers clocking in a, a hundred laps a day. Is that how much laps they do? Well, think about how much Guan Yu Zhou did at the end, right in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I just didn't know they did 100 laps in practice. I mean, maybe it won't be 100, but they're going to put in a ton of laps. Because when you think about it, they only do an hour of free practice, one free practice. How long is practice? Yeah. But, I mean, this is preseason testing, so you're going to be tweaking, going back and forth, really getting a yeah, feel for it. Yeah, but when you're it. tweaking, like I'm saying, how many laps do you think you're really – how long is preseason testing? Is it all day or is it two hours? Like that, those are things I need to know because if it's two hours, you're only getting maybe well, sixty laps in. We'll see, and obviously, it's a it's a first chance. Teams really get to kind of dig in and see how the car performs, and you know they're going to be looking at lap times, and you'll start to see other lap times. Obviously, it's just preseason testing, but it's the first indicator of holy, did we get the car right or not? Yeah, and everybody's so damn scared. Every team principal's playing shitting so their pants. Yeah, they're all they're all really nervous. Because this could be the start of another dominant era like Mercedes. Or it might be, be another team. Dismal. Can you imagine it's a Haas era? That'd be crazy. Bro, the Haas just has the perfect car. Can you imagine <laughs> Mick Schumacher reels off four in a row? Becomes a, the greatest driver. Honestly, like, I can't even imagine that being real because it's so far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait until Mick goes to Ferrari and he wins like three or four in a row. But we'll see what happens, man. I mean, I'm I'm curious just... I don't even care about all the new stuff. I just want to see cars on the track. Honestly. I want to see racing again. That's what I miss. 
Yeah. I miss it too. I feel like everybody's so anticipating for the new era when I'm just like, I could care less if we went back to the old era. I just want to see racing. That's it. I want to see, obviously, Lewis's first race, man. I can't wait to see him. When he loses George Russell. And, and you know what? He might, but I just can't wait to see Lewis back. I want to see, I can't wait to see him at practice. Quali. You know, Bahrain is going to be so much fun. You know how stupid race. Lewis is going to look, by the way, if he doesn't think? If he doesn't win, it's going to be, it's going to suck. It's not going to suck. He's going to look really dumb if he doesn't look at peak form because he said, wait till you see me this year. He has set himself up that he can't afford to do what he did where, you know, I'm just going to chill. I'm too good. He can't, no, he can't do anything. Like, he needs to win. be perfect. Yeah. I mean, he said, if you thought I was good in last year at the end of the year, I, you haven't seen my he set best some yet. very high expectations. Yeah. So he'll look really, really stupid if he doesn't do that. Which, you know, I don't want Lewis Hamilton to look stupid because I'm not a Lewis hater. I'm, I'm only a Max Verstappen hater, but. Sorry, Valtteri Bottas, I must include in that. But, I mean, ultimately, I hope he doesn't look really dumb because he will look really stupid if he doesn't come out and um, kill, the, kill the competition. I know, and that's why... Unless his car is absolutely shit. And that's, and that's what we have Amazon for. <laughs> AWS. They'll tell us the pace of cars and where they track and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's the most impressive thing about George. You always see Williams at the bottom, and he'd always make it into Q- Q2 and sometimes Q3. Yeah, talking about quality, um, you don't have to worry about starting on the tires that you used in Q2 anymore. That's really stupid, though. I don't like that. Just from a strategy standpoint, it makes it. I, I like, thought I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting that some teams would just want to get grid position and rather start on softs. Yeah. Right now, you can literally just pick whatever you want to start. Well, everybody's going to do softs, right? And then it doesn't really make for that much of a strategy game so yeah i don't i don't like that real change. you really think people would just start on softs well no well if you want to make it to q3 oh yes yes i was like but come race day you pick the tire you want to start on yeah but i'm saying before if you need to make it to q3 with softs and you'd exactly. be forced to enter but is that something you're willing to give up if you're if you're are you willing to get into 10th rather than be in 14th and give up soft tires compared to medium tires that's right that's a yeah it, it added that at added level of like you know it's like when max verstappen was on softs in one of those i think it was abu dhabi no it was in ya- yas marino sorry when max verstappen was on softs in Jeddah, and you were stressing about wow we've never seen Jeddah. i'm like max is on softs it's a street circuit there's gonna be high degradation Lewis is on mediums and max was not on loose was on pole right well that's isn't that where yeah, um, Lewis was Max on pole. put in that flying lap and he crashed. Yeah, but he was on softs, right? Yeah. To get into Q, Q3. Or maybe it was Brazil. I don't know what it was, but pretty sure it was in Jeddah. And you were stressing about that. I'm like, he's on softs, bro. He won't last more than 10 laps. And he had to pit early and Lewis took off. Yeah, right? so it, it takes away that added level of jeopardy strategy. Um, but they said they were just building on it from the sprint races which I don't understand. It doesn't really make logical sense. Yeah, listen, it makes sense a lot to just like, hey, let's get the best tires. Let's have the fastest qualifying, whatever. But I don't like it from a strategy standpoint just because I love the fact that we used to see um, some McLarens start on softs because they needed it to get into Q3, right? Like they were struggling at the end of the year. And I love the fact that Max put on softs and then that added an extra layer. But you know what? He still got pulled. But his tires are going to obviously go out faster than loses. So I thought that was a very interesting part of the race. But, you know, I think they're just trying to dull it down and dumb it down for fans. I really think that's what they're doing. 
That, and that's a different conversation yeah. for a different day. But I think Liberty's really trying to dull it down, just like they got rid of Ultrasofts and all that stuff. So now they just have, obviously, C1, C2, C3, C4, C5, and they pick three of them. But I generally think they're just trying to dull it, dumb it down and dull it down for everybody. Um, I know we touched on this briefly, but there are a lot of headlines from different, you know, motorsport, head, motorsport outlets that are saying Haas really um, is cloning. It's a clone of Ferrari, but, like, it doesn't look like a clone to me. Yeah. It might not be. I was just speaking out of the air just because, you know, there was a lot of rumors that they were hiding Ferraris, but I haven't really looked at the car at all. Another thing that was, was breaking is, and I mean, obviously, take it with a grain of salt because Ralph Schumacher is kind of a wingnut, but he said that uh, he expects George Russell to beat Lewis Hamilton right from the jump. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I know I joke about it all the time. I don't expect that. I expect George to be competitive with Lewis, but I don't. I don't know if he's gonna beat Lewis <laughs> consistently, but hey, we'll see what happens. Um, I think I think Ralph Schumacher is a little delusional. To he be is. With you. He, I, I think so. His comments are always very controversial. Maybe that's how he stays relevant um, in the news. So we're recording this Monday morning. We are gonna have a pretty busy week. When you think about, it, we've got obviously the, the, a couple skins to to reveal. Not that that's anything new, but we'll be able to see what the final two cars on the grid look like. We're gonna have preseason testing. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be stuff breaking every single day. Um, what should the listeners expect from us this week? Don't know. Honestly, I don't know. We gotta hit them up with a Thursday episode, and I don't know what we're gonna talk about on Thursday. What are you thinking? I mean, we put out three last week, so I'm like, I don't, dude. Is, is there room for three this week? Who knows? But we'll be well, available. I don't want to talk about winter testing if I can't see anything, though. There will just be a lot of. Uh, you know, shout out Jessica McFadden, like, just have runs. Yeah, but it's like, do you really want to tweet on something you can't see? Yeah. Like, do you really want, I don't really want to talk about something I can't see. Like, I don't want to talk about the racing. Like, I don't know. Like, when you're going to look at times, you're going to see, like, you don't get to hear commentary. Like, if someone says they're struggling with balance and maybe, like, there's so much different things that go into a race. It's, it's kind of tough for me personally to comment on something when you can't see it. Fair. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk... I would I would be lying to the whole world if I said I can comment on someone's basketball skills if I didn't watch them play. Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm seeing Mick Schumacher struggle with the car, but I'm seeing Nikita Mazepin do well, I want to see where the differences are, right? Like, I don't want to really speak on something I can't see. But, I don't know, maybe we'll, we will hop on, but it, it's a tougher conversation than... than, than I thought. It, like, it's just... It can't, it's not black and white, in my opinion. You know, Abu Dhabi... Um happened in december i guess it hasn't when you look at it it uh, it's not that long of a break but we've got through you know the deadest time of f1 and now we're heading into a brand new season we've got every week i guess from now onwards is going to be pretty busy so it's exciting yeah it is going to be pretty busy i mean i'm just excited for racing I, I, I'm so sick of storylines. I just want to see that to hear Crofty lights out and away we go. Yeah, that's going to be big, man. The first lights out and away we go. And hopefully Max goes into a wall. <laughs> We've got 23 races this year. A first. Max um, should be suspended this year, by the way, if he continues with his antics. He has a decent amount of points on his license and, you know, they don't go away for a year. That's so. right. That's right. We'll see how the FIA race. manages it with their new. Uh, I mean, if he continues with his antics, right, where he's. Uh, pushing people off the track and stuff, he probably should be suspended based on his points, but we'll see. 
It is. We're excited. We can't wait. So um, we'll be back later in the week. Yeah, we'll see you guys later on in the week. Hopefully we got not such a random episode like today, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Tune in. Shout out to all our fans. See France tapping in a lot lately. Thank you, France. Circuit uh, Paul Ricard. That's where they give out the gorilla trophies. The gorilla trophy. What? I, why do they give out the gorilla trophies? I need to. I need to learn about it because yeah, I, you're you're fascinated by this. They're blue really gorillas. Care. I know, but you're fascinated by every trophy. You say, "Look how cool the trophy looks," and I'm just like, Listen, "It's a goddamn trophy." There's trophies, and then there's gorillas. That's different. Yeah, but you're even fascinated by like the Monaco trophy. You say, "Look how the Monaco track," and I'm just like, "I don't." It's just a goddamn trophy. Yeah, I know. And anyway. what was the one with? It was the the vase. Was that Hungary? Yeah, the Vaz. I don't were, know if it's hungry, but it's just random as well. Yeah, you were like, yo, look at the Vaz. I'm just like, bro, just a goddamn base, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's my opinion, at least. I, I, don't, I don't look at it. But shout out to our, our, our listeners in France and, and everywhere. We'll, yeah, uh, shout out to them. But yeah, if any of you guys know why it's the gorilla, please let Kurt know because he's always intrigued on uh, why these <laughs> trophies Google are the this way right they now. Are. He's the one that, like, he always talks about the business stuff. Like, I, for our early listeners, Every single episode, he'd ask me, so do you think they got on a flight or they stayed? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. It, I'm not even going to try to speak on the Gorilla Trophy. Is, there, no, is there nothing on Google? No, there is. Uh, so, why so we so love see? the French Grand Prix. So why is it Designed the by a French artist and sculptor. Um, it lost its lore now to you. There's <laughs> no reason for it, really? So it lost its lore. Yeah. Forget it. I, so, like, listen, I think the Monaco trophy. Paul Ricard pissed me off too because Lewis almost won that race. Yeah, I think the see, I think Monaco is cool because they have the they have the circuit. Obviously, I think like I think it's cool they have a different trophy each time. Like, I, I do think that is cool, but I don't look too much into trophies. I just look at who's first, second, third, and fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, like, like if anybody listens, I just like the racing. Bro. I could care less about anything else other than the racing. Yeah, it's connected to King Kong being the best. Uh, okay, yeah. But what does King Kong have to do with yeah, France? Exactly. That's what I want. I'm done. I'm done. Wait, what is your favorite trophy, though? Because you pay attention to the stuff. Obviously, Silverstone is a proper, like, trophy. Yeah, but so you Silverstone. Yeah, I, I, I don't pay that much attention to know about them all, but like, is there Silverstone a, is, like, the classic is trophy. Is there a memorable trophy for you? Um, this is the first one that came to mind was so stone, and I'm looking at it again now. Yeah, like it's a legit trophy. I think the Abu Dhabi one's really cool. Um, it's like kind of yeah. like it, it's kind of like a new modern trophy. So I thought the Abu Dhabi one's cool, and I like the Jadal one. But I, I'll tell you this: I don't. Yeah, I don't I, pay that much attention. I don't, you do. <laughs> yeah, you like the you mention the trophies every single time. <laughs> Yo, Lewis Hamilton must have a warehouse. Nah, bro. We we talked about this. Yeah, Mercedes holds a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, Mercedes holds them for him. Yeah, like uh, there's no way like Lewis Lewis Hamilton doesn't care about trophies, bro. When you win that much, you don't care about trophies. All the second and third place ones are probably in a storage locker. No, but you gotta think about this. You you, you think when you win a hundred times in F one, what is it, hundred and two, hundred and three times, whatever it is, you think you even care about your trophies, bro? Nah, bro. You really care about you, championships, man. That's it, bro. You think NBA players out like you think MJ really cares about his rings? No, nah, bro. When you've uh, won so much, the fact it's just the fact you won. You don't care about yeah. the, like the stupid little trinket. Sorry if I called it stupid, but like the little trinket doesn't mean anything to you. That's just my opinion. Like 
trinkets wouldn't mean anything to me. Like, you know, the memories that you make from winning is what last year, yeah, last year had. Exactly. Trophies are whatever. Like, I, I'm, I don't know. And when you win that much, 101 times, plus all the podiums you've got, like, what's the point of having it's a, a lot? Yeah, and don't don't forget about all his GP two and all his youth. It's crazy. Sir. I'd probably keep my youth stuff because youth stuff is cooler. But like, I feel like when you get to F one, it, it dilutes it because it's not like unless you're um, a driver that only ever wins or gets on the podium once. Yeah, like S one Ocon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, listen, don't get me wrong. S one Ocon has his trophy somewhere. But like Lewis Hamilton and Sh- Michael Schumacher, ah, whatever. I'm- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Lano Norris has a trophy room right now. But when he gets to like, when he starts hitting the podium regularly, he's just going to be sick of his trophies. You think on the private flight, they actually carry the trophies with them if they, if they take them home? Honestly, it's their PR people deal with it. Yeah, like they, Lewis Angel probably deals with it. You think so? Yeah. I think I, I think uh, like someone like Espen Ocon slept with that on the flight. Like when he was in Hungary, he had it right. Yeah, beside it depends, him right? Like game. obviously for Lewis, Angela probably deals with it or someone else, but like Espan Ocon probably literally like slept with it. Yeah, he brought it with him on the flight, like is it like it's a trophy. He hugged it on like the but he had a gl- glass vase though, which kind of sucks. <laughs> but anyways, enough of rambling about trophies. We'll catch you guys next time. Probably hit you guys on Thursday. Who knows? There'll probably be some new storylines, but maybe we'll put out another random episode. Maybe we'll do Kurt's infamous Bernie Ecclestone episode. Yeah, I mean, if we don't do it sooner than later, we're going to have to wait till next offseason. Because <laughs> once no, the season we can starts, do, there's no need for We can do Bernie it. during like a two-week break. Yeah. It doesn't hurt yeah. to do Bernie during Summer a two-week break. Summer break or something. But. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, is it due time for a Bernie episode? Yeah, you know. Is there anybody we should cover more than Bernie? Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, for everyone listening, like, we have to do a Bernie episode just to give the context of the history of F1. Yeah, but Bernie is just a crook, though. Some will call him that. Some will call him a marketing genius. Yeah, but he's definitely corrupt. I wouldn't say Oh, for sure. There's no doubt about it. But um, people say without Bernie, there's no F1, so. Yeah, you could argue that someone else would have came along and did did something with it. Yeah, so... And, you know, this is the other thing. Like, we talk about there's so many uh, amazing sports in this world that we live in. Sport is an amazing thing. But F1 is very modern. Like, you got to think of it. It's not been around for 100 plus years. Yeah. I mean, like, but when you think about any league, most leagues have only been around since the 1950s, like F1. Like, NBA started in the 1940s. Yeah, but if you look at baseball, if you look at soccer, like, these are sports that are. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, American football. I don't think it started. I don't know the history on the NFL, but But obviously the NBA merger from the ABA. Um, So I I think sport-wise, I don't know. Hasn't racing always been a thing? I mean, racing's always been a thing, but the F1 is, you know, it's what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying race cars have always been a thing, I'm assuming, as soon as cars have been been around. I would assume even when it was Henry Ford with his his one-stroke engine, his V1 engine or whatever it is. And then you got to think about, yeah, I don't know. It is interesting. I would, I would be curious to see if F1 would be progressive now because think about Bernie. Like, he didn't want social media because he wanted everything on TV rights in 2017. Yeah, he was obviously very controlling. And thankfully, he's not involved anymore. Controlling? Is that he's, the right word? Or, yeah. is this, or senile is a better yeah, word? Yeah, w- whatever. 
This guy was talking the most nonsense about Lewis this offseason. Bernie's nuts, bro. Senile. Bernie's different, bro. Yeah, Bernie um, Ecclestone. Listen, we, we didn't talk. So we, we got to do the Bernie episode. And, you know, we should kind of uh, do an Andretti thing because obviously his father, Mario Andretti, is like a legend. He won an F1 race. He won an Indy. He won a NASCAR. Bro, when Andretti gets here, we'll talk about uh, Andretti. There's no need to talk about Andretti right now, bro. All right, all right. All Think right, about yeah. this, okay? Let me let me put it out to you. What are we gonna talk about Andretti? Just the 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 rich motorsport history. But yeah, you're right. We'll yeah. wait till we'll <laughs> yeah, wait till, we'll they, wait until they actually get here. Like, uh, if an Andretti never happens, if we were re- rewinding back to January, then maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe if Andretti was, if they were coming in, then yeah. But even the rich the rich his well his rich history. Well, his son doesn't have the rich history. Yeah, but it's a name. But anyways, it's like the Williams family. It's, but Williams has... Williams is Williams, though. Yeah, I know. Williams has history in the sport, in the actual sport That's as a true. constructor. If it was Frank Williams and we're still talking about it, that had success, and it's just his team that had no success, I don't think we'd be talking about the same. Come on, bro. Williams yeah, yeah. has nine constructors championships. Disregard, bro. disregard. <laughs> um... Anyways, we were supposed to wrap this up like 10 minutes ago. We kept going about the trophies. Then we talking about Bernie. We'll see you guys next next time. Peace. <laughs>